You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 188, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. For this edition of the podcast, I chatted with Matt Sklar and Federica Tassano of Brooklyn indie pop outfit Phantom Handshakes. The story of this relatively new band is quite unique to our times. After serving as a reliable supporting cast member of several great New York City bands like The Plains and Parrot Dream, Sklar found himself with a significant amount of time on his hands during the early days of the pandemic. He began revisiting some of his own old song ideas and experimenting with new ones, recording demos at home while in isolation. In need of a vocalist, he reached out to Tassano, who is the front person of Brooklyn shoegaze band Sooner. She laid down some vocals immediately, and the project released their debut EP, Be Estranged, in July of last year. Sklar and Tassano kept plugging away in 2020 and early 2021, and followed up their debut EP with their first full-length No More Summer Songs this past April. During our interview, we chatted about how the two first connected, what it was like playing these songs together for the first time in person after only collaborating remotely, Tassano's process behind writing her darker lyrics, and much more. Plus, the duo picked some awesome records from my collection, including choice cuts from Batcher, The Cranberries, and Kyle Forrester. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look At My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look At My Records website where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. Hey, you're listening to Look at My Records. I'm your host, Tom Gallo. Super excited to have Phantom Handshakes here. Matt and Federica. Wow. Been listening to your tunes since they dropped like during the pandemic over a year and a half ago now. So it's great to be able to chat with the both of you. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks. Good. Thank you. Yeah, this is such an exciting project that was born out of the pandemic. You collaborated remotely. Really cool to see what you were able to create in that setting. Your debut album, No More Summer Songs, just dropped a couple of months ago on Z Tapes. But before we get into it, Matt, this question's for you because I've known you for uh, several years now. You're a key supporting cast member of several different <laughs> bands like Parrot Dream and The Plains. Uh, when did you decide that you wanted to start releasing your own music in the world? Is this something that you'd always kind of worked on on the side or is this new for you? Um, yeah, it's it's not that new to me. I did sort of have my own band. Oh, thanks, by the way. Thank, thanks for oh, all the nice stuff. Of course, and yeah. Thank um yeah, I I had my own band a while ago, maybe like 
I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, I, I wasn't a singer. I'm like not a singer, but I would like write, always like write and record stuff at home and would, you know, occasionally put some stuff out that I just recorded by myself. But it was really just because of the pandemic and I was like everyone else just home, you know, in lockdown and, you know, just wanted to just record some stuff like all the bands I was playing in were on hold. So yeah, just started just recording stuff at home just just for myself really just to be creative so did you have like ideas that originated before the pandemic or was this something that you really sat down and decided i'm going to start writing and recording this this is all new stuff <laughs> for me for yeah for the first album that we released uh be estranged that that was pretty much like everything on that album, I had just basically recorded from scratch in like a month during that first, like that initial lockdown when we all thought it was, you know, only going to last a month or two. Um, everyone was kind of doing these sort of like audio diaries and just kind of like doing like a, you know, like a song a week challenge kind of a thing. So I was like, let me, um, you know, let me just record some ideas. And then, um, you know, after hooking up with Federica and then you know releasing that album then I kind of went back because I have like years and years of just like ideas that I've just recorded that are just taking space on my hard drive so we we kind of looked at some of that stuff like re-recorded some ideas but so it was kind of a mix cool cool and Federica how did you get into the fold here Matt how did you connect with Federica Federica is the awesome lead singer of a really, really great uh, shoegaze dream pop band in Brooklyn called Sooner. Uh, just incredible band. Uh, and a big reason of that is because of your your vo vocals in that project. So how the, how the two of you connect for this project? Thank you so much. So mm, me and Matt never met before. So I found him on Craigslist basically because during the pandemic, the first two months, I was unemployed and I was bored. Sooner was on hold too and just said, listen, I want to make music. The problem is that I don't like to make music by myself. So I started looking some ads and I found him. I listened to the songs because there was a link, a SoundCloud, SoundCloud link and I listened to the songs and they were great and I said, yeah, of course, I, I would love to song, to sing on the songs that I would started. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real kind of natural way it happened because I had, I had recorded all these instrumentals and was sort of like asking around, you know, if anyone wants to sing on them because I know like I can't, I can't really sing. I don't even like listening to myself. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this <laughs> podcast. Cause I can't I'll even give you the recap. Listen to <laughs> the sound of my voice, <laughs> and anytime I try to re like sing on anything that I do, like you know, I'll sing backing vocals live on stage. That's fine. If you get me in a a karaoke bar, I don't even have to be drunk. You'll like you need to like you know rip the mic away from me. I love to sing, but <laughs> me too. anytime I try to record, <laughs> anytime I I try to record vocals, I just can't. So. So yeah, I just dropped those like a yeah private SoundCloud link on Craigslist, and when Federica answered the ad, it was, 
it was great because I, you know, we had known each other's, you know, work in other bands. So it was just, you know, just like a real, just like natural um, collaboration. Yeah, it came together. Seems like it really was. And because of the unique circumstances of the pandemic and the fact that this was all virtual, what was that back and forth like for the two of you? Was it something where Matt sent his instrumental stems and you sang over it? Or was it more of a back and forth where you contributed some songwriting ideas as well? Uh, they were incorporated into the the final mix. Um, tell us a little bit about how that back and forth went and what that was like for the two of you. Mostly, so Matt wrote all the songs, basically. Especially the the from the songs from the first EP that uh, we did, and I just added um, my voice and the lyrics and everything, and maybe added some synths and guitars here and there, but uh, not much. While uh, for the album, I I did a little bit more arrangements and stuff, uh, so it was fun. But the the mastermind of this band too is. I think I don't. I I think it was. Yeah, I I think Federica's kind of selling herself a little short because I think it was definitely a a pretty equal collaboration. Like I would have, like yeah, for the first release we did, a lot of the album, like a lot of the songs were pretty much finished. But definitely like Federica adding her vocal melodies and then you know adding a a good amount of like her own guitar and like synth you know solos and stuff like just really shaped these songs and especially on the the recent album where it was kind of more like well maybe we want to add a bridge here or like we definitely kind of shaped the structure of the songs more because because once we started collaborating and realizing how we really have the same a lot of the same ideas and and like we just vibed really well the more i would give her more songs that just weren't quite finished that were like well here's just an idea and we could sort of work on it together so it's it's cool because i'm not really used to collaborating that way um if i'm in a band i'm i'm fine just coming up with bass parts or or you know just like jamming with friends but doing it this way kind of going back and forth and then definitely like working together on the mix deciding because we mixed it ourselves and kind of deciding what what parts we liked what what do we want to bring out so we really so we really did work it was a real equal collaboration i'd say yeah it sounds like it and given the fact that it was such unique circumstances do you think this is something that helped you both as songwriters helped you both improve as songwriters because of the back and forth and the really sort of it sounds like it was pretty easy for you guys but the somewhat challenging nature of collaborate collaborating virtually um yeah i i'd say um yeah it's definitely um chain yeah definitely the way we um kind of wrote these songs together it's sort of how I've always kind of written songs, but I think like by the nature of how we work together, for me, it was more like keeping songs like simple. Like I love just simple pop song structure. Yeah. And the way we kind of 
built these songs together was was kind of like we could just i could just give her you know give federica an idea of like here's a song it's two chords but there's stuff we could do with it and then she would just instinctively find the melody in it and then and then that's like and then the song would be finished like we wouldn't have to overwork it um sometimes if you're writing with you know for for people in a band every if everyone's like trying to throw in ideas and sometimes it gets a little overstuffed everyone kind of wants to add something this was like very straightforward and a, a lot of the songs like are my f personal favorite songs on these albums we released are like just kind of very simple like you know indie pop songs yeah that, totally that um because i like just it kind of strips away some of the extra stuff we need so it's definitely kind of made me rethink how how i approach songwriting in in general yeah i love the sound of this project because it is this lo-fi pop sound with elements of shoegaze but it's something that really reminds me of you know maybe a band like the sundays or, or something like that so what was your mindset as far as what you wanted the songs on this record to sound like at the outset did you have an idea of what you were going for or was it something where your expectations started to change as you went further into the process yeah, we didn't really um, anticipate anything or thought about this. We just kept, when we released the first EP, then we kept write, uh, writing songs, recording songs, and then we had a bunch of songs, 11, and we said, why not doing an album? It's not that we thought about, okay, we have a concept yeah. of this album. I don't like those things. <laughs> I don't like yeah. those things. <laughs> I like natural, instinctive yeah. things. I don't like to overthink about, oh my God, this has to be this concept and this idea. No, it's very fresh, very, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's thinking, basically. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like for me, not like an overall concept, but I think when I was recording these original, these like original ideas, I'm, I'm doing everything on a laptop with headphones and yeah. like a couple of guitars. So I, I definitely, if anything, I, I wanted this sort of intimacy of this like lo-fi yeah. bedroom pop, whatever you want to call it, even though I love, you know, like shoegaze or like full band sound. Like for me, it was more like, let's just like record these songs and have people listen to them the way like I would record them, like on headphones, um, and it was that was sort of freeing because I didn't have to worry about like, oh, do we need like live drums on this song and have like loud shoegazy guitars and like a hundred effects pedals? It was much more like I'm just gonna just plug my guitar into my computer, kind of come up with a, a cool riff and just kind of see what happens. But definitely like keeping that that sort of lo-fi intimacy of it. So that was sort of my if I had any kind of mindset or thinking going into recording these songs, because again, this was all when we were all, you know, stuck inside. So it kind of was f kind of fitting for, for the times, I guess, if that makes sense. Totally. So lyrically, uh, Federica, you wrote all the lyrics 
for the songs. And I thought it was interesting that you said there was no real concept to the record because I felt like the lyrics did kind of follow these kind of darker themes, which really stood out to me. I know the first track is uh, adapted from a poem, I Worried, by Mary Oliver. And then that kind of deals with anxiety. And then those themes kind of come up in the other songs as well, like feeling trapped, kind of all these other existential questions as well, hopelessness. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, how you came up with the lyrics and kind of those general themes that they they play into. So it's weird to talk about lyrics because... (laughs) When you were explaining them to me, to me, like all these adjectives, it's true. It's yeah. true. But I never thought about that. Like if I sing a song, I can uh, like write happy songs, you know, maybe the music can be happy. But when I write lyrics, it's just, yeah. they come just like that. And it's true that there are some songs where I try to put sensations, emotions, um to put them into words like in this shade and skin they are more like sensations in general um and um and also but also there are stories like it's not only about myself yeah. you know it's about like uh, friend stories or strangers like no better plan or for the hills a secret life those are just songs about people but not necessarily me uh, but yes, in general, the teens are pretty dark. Uh, I don't know. I always wrote lyrics like that. I don't know how to write about being happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't write lyrics if I would be happy all the time. I wouldn't do that. So it's like, for me, music, it's very uh, therapeutic kind yeah. of process, liberating. So I have to express what's inside me this way. Um, so that's why I play music. And what's your process like? Because the lyrics really flow really well. Listening to them, they flow really well. They're very poetic. Reading them, they're structured very poetically too. Do you do a lot of writing and rewriting and revisions? Or is it something that you try to hammer out pretty quickly and let them come naturally? Yeah. Um, they come pretty fast, usually, uh, sometimes in one day or two. I don't like to overthink about lyrics, too. It's just like the music. If it works, it works. Otherwise, I don't just, I just get rid of it. Um, but yes, I think my lyrics are pretty easy, like uh, very standard, also because it's not my language. So sometimes it's hard, but, um, um, yes, I try to be simple, but effective. Very you know. effective, very uh, cutting lyrics. So I mentioned the poem that is in the title track, I Worried, adapted from a poem by Mary Oliver. Uh, what about the poem drew you both to it? And why did you decide to take those words and put it into the first song on the record? And again, like I kind of mentioned it really does set the tone lyrically for the the record that song uh yeah that was my idea i didn't even ask matthew I, <laughs> yeah i i hear the i, I you know see the lyrics the first 
like hear them from like for the first time like everyone else like i'll send her a song and she'll come back with these just amazing lyrics and vocals i'm like this is great so i don't really have any input as far as (laughs) as the lyrics i'm just as like happily surprised as as everyone else when i hear them but Cool. So yeah, the, 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 yeah, the poem I was reading that poem. I love Mary Oliver. Like, uh, um, I read the poem some days before uh, Matthew sent me the lyric, the, the the song. So I just said maybe that 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 works. You know, I didn't have m- many ideas. I said, why not adapting that? And it worked. So I was like, Have you done anything like that before for Sooner or stuff like that where you adapt someone's poem? For the album that is coming, there is another Mary Oliver poem on one of our songs. Oh, that's really cool. When did you first discover yeah. her and, and why did her words resonate with you? I don't know. I like, in general, how she, of course, how she writes. Very simple. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. I, I, uh, I found out her pretty recently because it's not very famous in Italy, so... Um, nothing. I just love her. I just love everything that she wrote. Awesome. I'm into it. I dig it. Tell me about the title, because I think the title really reflects the sentiment of the songs. No more summer songs. You think of summer, you think of bright, cheerful tracks. And while the the sonics of the song don't necessarily follow the darker lyrics at all times. The lyrics definitely kind of follow those darker themes. Uh, How'd you come up with the title? Um, Yeah, I guess uh, that was kind of my idea. I mean, so the, the title is a line from the song cricket songs. Yeah. Um, And I, I think we both always just like the idea of having like the album title being a line from one of the songs and um and yeah that line just kind of stuck out as like um me i don't know if it was like too obvious but i just 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 thought it just kind of fit the whole vibe of the whole album because it's like you said and i think it's something we both maybe not consciously you know try to do but this idea of like here are some pretty bright sunny pop songs yeah but the lyrics are can can get very kind of dark or um you know introspective so um you know it just kind of had it just was like the perfect um fit i thought for the album title and you know federica agreed so we just it's a lot of the decisions we make are very like this sounds good let's do this like so we don't like yeah we we really don't overthink it too much it was more just like um yeah it's good good title so (laughs) Yeah. That's good. That seems to be working for this band very, very totally. well. So I'm happy totally. to see that. How about, I noticed there are these snippets of dialogue from movies or television or whatever. Speaking of cricket songs, there's one in there where it's someone saying, have you always been this afraid of being alone? How'd you decide to incorporate different snippets of dialogue like that into cricket songs i think it comes up once or a couple of other spots on the record uh how do you decide to kind of incorporate that into the songs and 
what source material uh, inspired you and did you draw from for those snippets of dialogue? I don't know if I could say I don't I don't want to say where that's from because it, we didn't we didn't clear the rights. I don't want to get okay, I don't cool. I No, I'll say it, it was from it, well I I'm, it's funny because when we record these songs that would that that was something that I just put in and and again like if Federica was like take that out it doesn't it doesn't work for the song but she never said it and I was like I kind of like it so we just kept it in um I, and then and then Federica adds a lot of spoken word stuff into the songs and, and that's all her um totally yeah yeah I don't usually do like like the movie snippets but sometimes if it's just like it just adds a little texture to it um that's just kind of nice I know there's you know there's a few a few bands that that do that in the past this this uh this cool band secret crush that was um matt from holy tunics and and it was a band he was in with uh our friend greg they would always use like sound samples at their in their live shows and stuff and i, I always thought that was like just a cool a cool effect something to kind of you know break up the music but um but if you want to know that's from the movie the graduate cool. there's the that the bit of dialogue if the estate of Mike Nichols is hearing this, um, it's cool. Mike well, we Nichols. could talk. We could talk. <laughs> you know, we'll work, we'll work something out. Um, you, something you said made me think of another question, and I'm always interested to hear this response from singers. Federica, there are parts of the record where there's spoken word, and you know, you have such a beautiful voice. What? goes into the thought process of deciding to make something a spoken word part instead of a singing part um i don't know i just came out like that but i think it's that because the music sometimes is so um simple um and there are like just three chords basically four chords each songs that it's all about adding stuff or take out stuff to make it work as a captivating song, you know? So um, that's why I try not to sing, only sing, just to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of these songs do sort of just like ride on like one kind of groove and stuff because we really did want to keep it simple. So just like anytime where we, we just want to add a little extra texture or, you know, just kind of change the dynamics a little and it's like you know you don't have to just you know do the usual like well let's put in a guitar solo here or let's just do like a breakdown part here it's like let's see what we, we, we what we could do with you know just the dynamics of the song so and what about the the volume of material that this project has put out in the last like year and a half you know, a total of 20 tracks. The first EP was like right on the cusp of being an LP, basically seven songs, be a strange dad. I think eight or nine is definitely an album's worth. And this one has 11 tracks. Um, how do you think you're able to, I guess, churn out so much good content, so many good songs in such a short period of time? Did you really feel like, Matt, this was like, a really fruitful creative period with for you compared to other times in your life 
Oh, uh, totally. Um, yeah, I think again, a lot of it was just the nature of 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 us just just being, you know, home and having that creative output. Um, but also um, just the the way we collaborate, we just kind of work fast. Like, um, you know, if I just have a song idea and record it, like, and then and and we'll pass it back and forth and have a finished song you know in a week or so um we didn't have this pressure of of like oh we have to have these songs to go into a studio and get put together a band be you know it's just us two at home you know you know at our computers so there was nothing really stopping us or holding us back from just just kind of continuing um I mean, that being said, um, since the album came out, I, I have not been recording much just because kind of life is kind of getting kind of the pace of it is getting kind of back to normal. And, yeah. you know, we're kind of busy. We were busy, you know, promoting the album and, and putting together a live band to play shows. So we've been I've been kind of more focused on that. But but definitely in the you know year and a half of just. like recording songs because what else what else are we doing you know um and once once you once that collaboration is like once i realized like oh wow i could i could just pass off this idea that's just like a a little chord struck like you know a little riff or something that i've had um and then all of a sudden in like a few weeks it's a real song it's like that was so exciting and motivating to just kind of just keep going with that and and just continuing this this project you know super sounds super rewarding too and it's cool to see because it seems like a lot of people were really able to take advantage of the time some people didn't weren't as inspired really because they weren't out doing life stuff to make music and stuff like that so it's cool to see that you were able to turn that into a really you know great period for the both of you creatively and the end product definitely speaks very well for it thanks of course so you only recently got together to play these songs in person after two releases and over a year of the project existing uh tell us what was it like to get together in person rehearse these songs for the first time together so we got together last week (laughs) last Saturday for the first time so that was weird, uh, but it was exciting at the same time. And um, I couldn't wait actually to play them live because um, it's just, they are good songs. And I think that it's fun to play them. It's super fun to me. So I'm glad that we, we are playing some shows and we found nice people to play with. That's it. Yeah, we did play. We did play one acoustic duo set last summer, or I don't know, last September, because uh, when Our Wicked Lady was doing the the sort of sidewalk acoustic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sets. That's right. So, so we did get together a few times, which was the first time like we we literally did meet, um, and we played like a nice short like acoustic set. So, so we definitely knew then that there was something there, like, because when you're playing, even if you're just playing these songs acoustically, 
stripped down like again because of the way we wrote them and 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 really kind of embraced this sort of simplicity of them um you know you could you could just play these songs with just a couple of guitars and, and 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 voice and everything so so now we're getting together we're putting together a full band so that's like a next the kind of the next level that we're excited about and just try, working out what arrangements you know work best with the songs um and and i mean for me it's 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 kind of weird and exciting because i i haven't played in a, you know, yeah, in a yeah. band in a while what's what's um, what's that been like for you because you'd mentioned you've had a band about five or six years ago so basically being the uh band leader now and yeah. you know working <laughs> with a live band what's that been like for you I mean, for me, it's, yeah, I, I've been happy to just play like bass in like other people's bands. Yeah. I've always liked, preferred to just, you know, kind of be kind of in the background. Um, not that I'm like the front person in this band, but definitely like I, I, I like not being the band leader and just kind of being um, just the guy, you know, to show up and, 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 and play the bass. <laughs> um, it was always a kind of an easier and easier situation for me to be in i'm not the most socially outgoing person maybe um so uh so this is like a challenge for me it's exciting it's definitely um you know something i've done uh, i've done before and 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 uh you know just kind of to get back into that comfort level of yeah just you know playing guitar in a band even is something kind of, I haven't, I haven't done that often. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's exciting. So pretty psyched for it. Yeah. Super exciting. And you've got a couple of shows coming up. We'll plug those in a little bit for sure. I know there's a big one at Mercury lounge in September, a couple others on the way as well. Uh, I've been really happy to see that the reception of, phantom handshakes has been really overwhelmingly positive the band has seemed to reach a pretty wide audience you've already sold out like two pressings of cassettes you got vinyl on the way i mean what were your expectations when you started this and what do you think of the response it's been so great yeah i i wasn't expecting that for sure i knew that the songs were good but uh, with my, I think this is the first, the first band that really, um, that really had like a good um, interest from people. Like even on Spotify, yeah. like there are so many like listeners and uh, streamings. Just like so much it's a little bit overwhelming it was a little bit over overwhelming at some point but um i'm i'm happy just it just i'm glad that people listen to our songs and people maybe um, i don't know i'm happy but i didn't expect that for yeah sure. totally yeah like totally unexpected um yeah definitely when we were recording these songs we were like I was just thinking, oh, we'll just kind of put it out on Bandcamp, and you know, some of our friends will, you know, yeah. check it out, and that was pretty much it. That was our expectation. So, 
just the the fact that you know a lot, yeah a lot of people seem to really respond respond to to the to the songs we've released is just like um it's pretty incredible it's it, yeah it's definitely like the most response i've gotten from 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 my own project did, so did it change what you envisioned for the future of the project from maybe like oh this is a one-off thing i have these songs we'll record them now you know you definitely have people that really like your music i mean you've sold a couple hundred cassettes and things like that does it kind of change what you see for the future of the project at all uh i think it definitely i mean yes definitely considering like from the beginning i just thought oh like oh maybe we'll just put out these five songs or whatever and then that would be it yeah i mean i definitely now it's like oh no we have to i think we have to be like a real band now and like, <laughs> you know try to try to tour and 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 i mean um like we we want to play these songs and we definitely want to continue and and um i mean we love to be able to tour and 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 you know play these songs for 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 anyone that would come out and listen to them so um it's it is a little overwhelming because it's just you know the timing with everything with the pandemic um also the fact that i i moved out of brooklyn uh last year yeah it kind of makes uh add some like wrinkles logistically to how how we're gonna continue as a band but i mean i think it's just been just like super encouraging and i think we both kind of once we released this album and realized like oh and we're you know releasing vinyl we're like it's, yeah that's right it's, it's really just worth it, it, it just wouldn't like we have to just try to, to make it work and and try, you know and become like a real band because it's just kind of i feel like we kind of owe it to our to ourselves you know when when we you know when we were recording these songs it was really just it was really just for us like an outlet yeah. and um so we're just i mean i'm personally just like really kind of blown away by by the response we got so it's exciting yeah it's super exciting very very happy to to see it for sure matt you animated the great video for one of the singles from this record skin uh oh, yeah. tell me about that process because i know you had to i guess learn animation doing it and how'd you come up with the concept for the video uh well we kind of worked on the concept a, a bit i i also did the video for cricket songs that that cool. one was much more um we had a pretty clear concept for that i think because i think the lyrics to that song kind of lent itself to this this kind of style of animation that i wanted to do just using like old um kind of photos and uh, collage elements um for skin um yeah I, I had this kind of idea i wanted for for the first thing is like i wanted to film us film ourselves you know performing the song because um you know because we were apart the whole time making these these um this, these albums we never really got together in the same room to like film ourselves we, yeah, we, yeah. we weren't doing live streams or anything um so i definitely wanted like a video of federica singing and you know me playing playing guitar or whatever and but i didn't just want it to be like oh we're just in front of we're just playing in our bedrooms or yeah. anything you know so i just was like i wanted to come up with some kind of 
style that and so Federica would like told me like kind of what the lyrics not so much what the lyrics were about cuz it's not that literal but like and then we just kind of like talked over like kind of imagery that we thought kind of worked with the uh um the lyrics and um so I just had to just teach myself how to use these animation programs so which was another fun fun thing to do while you're you know in yeah. lockdown and what else you know so cool and we're gonna play a couple of songs from the record now coming up at the midway point of the episode before we dive into the records that you pick from my record collection we're gonna play the three singles skin cricket songs and no better plan we talked a little bit about cricket songs before. Tell us a little bit about the song "No Better Plan." So this song, it, it, it's it's fun because I didn't wanna. I said, "Listen, Matt, I don't like this song. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We have to dump it. I just this. I don't like. It. It's too happy. <laughs> it's too surf pop. Because I, I think because I said it's kind of a surf pop song, and Federica's like, I don't like surf pop. I don't like pop. <laughs> And then, but then what changed? So, what changed for you then? More inspired, happier maybe than usual. I said, that, that doesn't sound that bad. And so nothing. I just write in, I just wrote the lyrics, which are not happy, but, um, but I think it worked. It worked. I think it's a cool song now. I didn't think it this at the beginning, but now I think it's a cool song. Yeah, it's definitely that sort of, thing we were saying before of like the the sort of yin yin and yang of like the happy poppy music and then this these these sort of um darker darker lyrics and stuff but that's you know that's like my favorite kind of pop song you know totally you know the the jangly pop song that you when you actually like listen to the lyrics you're like oh, oh fuck this isn't What's so going happy on? <laughs> And you yeah. gotta really focus because sometimes I'm just drifting off, and I'm like, "Oh, this sounds so nice," and then you're like, "Whoa, totally. some shit is going on in this song." <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, na 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 na. It's just like it's a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's it usually you sing it when you're like i don't know you're happy but it's like i use a certain voice that it's a little bit like a scary voice to make it feel it like it's uh i don't know so like an angry voice almost yeah it's like a storm approaching on the beach type of yes. situation <laughs> yeah. that's the imagery everyone when you listen to no better plan just imagine that because we're going to play it right now, yeah. Nice. All right. So we're going to play the three singles from Phantom Handshake's brand new record, No More Summer Song. It's songs. It's out now via Z Tapes. You can order it on cassette or vinyl. I think the second pressing may be sold out of cassettes. Are there any cassettes left? I, not on Bandcamp, but we'll have some at our shows. At the so show. To, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, on Bandcamp, we just have the vinyl. Vinyl. So yeah. phantomhandshakes.bandcamp.com to get your hands on a vinyl copy of this awesome record. The band is also playing September 3rd at Mercury Lounge with Vern 
Matt's. And we're going to play the three singles, as I mentioned, Skin, Cricket Songs, and No Better Plan.
Oh yeah, we're back here with Matt and Federica of Phantom Handshakes. We just heard the three singles from their new record, No More Summer Songs. We heard Skin, Cricket Songs, and No Better Plan. Again, everyone, you can get it at phantomhandshakes.bandcamp.com. Digital download or vinyl pre-order. And if you go to their show on September 3rd, at Mercury Lounge with Vern Matz, you can get the cassette. I'm a happy and proud owner of the cassette edition of No More Summer Songs. Highly recommend nice. you go to the show on September 3rd and get a cassette copy of the album. All right. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for buying that cassette. Hell yeah. I got both of them on cassette. Be estranged as well. They sound good in my tape deck all right so federica and matt you picked some records we're gonna talk about them we're gonna start with federica's picks selected a beautiful beautiful pop song linger by the cranberries off of their debut everybody is doing it so why can't we i've Developed a newfound appreciation for the cranberries off of the last few over the last few years. Just such a great songwriter, and Dolores O'Riordan, such a powerful voice as well as the front person of that band. And this song in particular, when you start to go back into '90s pop music, you could see listening to it closely why this song was so popular. Just such a well-written pop song with a really powerful uh, vocalist as well. So tell me a little bit about why you picked this track. I picked this track. I, I wanted to pick it. Um, I, I love the album. So I love uh, Dolores O'Riordan. Like she was uh, one of my main inspirations when I started playing guitar and singing. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I think at the time the um, the album was the that was just came out was buried at Achet or something like yeah. that, and that was the one. So I start I started knowing them, and I just I was so inspired by her by her voice, and so strong voice in this super fragile body, and I think she I, I really love her. And I don't care how much pop they became. I just, I think it's a great band. I think she's great and nothing. Great inspiration. Next, you picked Love Machine by Blonde Redhead off of In an Expression of the Inexpressible. Tell me a little bit about why you picked that track. So I think that's the, my favorite um, track of the album. And probably I couldn't find any other albums by them. In your yeah, I think collection. that's the only one I have. Because I think it's my favorite misery is a butterfly. 
but uh, I I just wanted to pick something a little bit more rock and roll. And I love them. They're great inspiration too. Uh, the two brothers are Italian, and actually, oh wow, I didn't know that. They're in my hometown. Wow, so. wow. Yeah. I would always see them at shows when I'd go to shows in Manhattan. I'd always see them in the back of uh, Bowery Ballroom. Always together. No. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Since they're from your hometown, are they a band you've been familiar with for a very long time? <laughs> the mom lives there. I think she lives there during the summer. So I saw them once. Like they were sitting in the bar. I was like, Passing by, I was like, oh my God, are you, really, are you the twins from Blood Redhead? And they said, yes, ciao. And uh, uh, I was so happy to see them. And But of course, I think the, uh, the vo Kazu Makino voice is just incredible. Um, I, I just think that they're a perfect band. Uh, perfect arrangements and also very creative during the years. Uh, uh, every album is just different and they, I don't know, they like to experiment and I like that. And this album, again, it's not my favorite and, uh, but I love it. And Love Machine is a, a great song. Last pick was Heavy Water by Grouper off of Dragging a Dead Deer Up a Hill. Tell me a little bit about why you picked this one. Great shoegaze dream pop album. Yeah, this is um, my favorite song. One of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. A beautiful album. And I think this, well, this is the first time I heard of her when I heard this song. And uh, I was like, who is this? And I fell in love with the album and with this atmosphere, this um, that she creates, this kind of magic world she creates, and she uh, with all those sounds and that voice can make you like she wraps you up in like a sort of uh, blanket of sounds and just um, to comfort you, you know, it's just some sort of comfort music for me. great way to describe it blanket of sound Moving on to Matt's pick. Z picks this first <laughs> one. Bachelor. Back off my hand off of Doom and Sun. This is like a brand new record. Yeah. Came out like a month and a half ago. Yeah, I kind of went. Uh, uh, Federica picked more of like sort of influ like inspiration influences. I kind of went with more of just kind of what some like newer stuff I've been listening cool, to. Cool, totally. Yeah, and this is just like 
uh, yeah, it's the new album. It's the collaboration with um, JSOM and, and Palhound. Um, and I'm just like just really into this album. It's just I love I love the sound of it. And um, I chose I chose that song because the lyrics are, are really cool and they're they're kind of I don't know they sound kind of dark because it, it just kind of sounds like it's like the point of view of like an obsessive fan singing about like her her favorite her favorite band and wanted to be like really close to this to this like her favorite artist or their favorite artist so i don't know i just like the lyrics of it and i i, I um just really like the album it's just a great collaboration between two really great great artists totally great album cool to see two great artists come together like that kind of like to see them like Matt and Federica of Phantom Handshakes coming together. Oh, I guess I guess so, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of that. A little bit of little, yeah. Kyle Forrester, he's awesome yeah. Brooklyn guy. I'm a big fan of his solo uh, stuff. He put out a new record, I guess, already two years ago now. This is from yeah. his first self-titled record released back in 2016. I remember right after this came out, I think I saw him play these songs at Union Pool. You picked Make Up Their Minds. A great, yeah. great artist. I'm a big fan of his. I know he plays in kip berman's live band for the natural now he played on his record he was in crystal stilts as well so a great brooklyn scene guy as well yeah yeah i i just really like that album i've listened and and his new album too and um yeah he's always been kind of like a mystery to me because i would always i don't even know if i've ever seen him live with his band his music but he would just always be on stage and like every band I'd see if I'm seeing like the natural or um, and like he's just always on stage either like playing keyboards or saxophone and then he just put out this album that's just just full of like so much great kind of like jangly indie pop stuff and uh, make up their minds is just such a great song I love like the bass groove of it it kind of has a vibe of like you know that song uh, on Broadway, that George Benson song. That, yes. Um, it kind of has that sort of like I don't know that that kind of like New York at night kind of bass groove. So yeah. I just I just been listening to this album a lot lately. So I just picked that one. Shout out to Kyle Forrester. We love you. Eleanor Friedberger, my mistakes off of her 
it's a classic record at this point, about 10 years old yeah, last summer. And I was obsessed with this record when it came out, revisited it a little bit this past year. So I was happy to see you, you pick it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always liked, you know, fiery furnace, fiery furnaces. And um, I just think like this song, I, I just, it, this is like my summer in New York song. Yeah. The first time I heard it, um, because it's it's such an like again it's it's almost like what we were saying about these simple pop songs because the song is just two chords, you know, and it's just her the, these um the verses are really just her like telling a story of just like her in my mind it's just like kind of her just like getting in this sort of adventure in like the summer in Brooklyn or something, and I just like to me it just like it just makes me think of when I was in my twenties, like living, yeah. living in New York. Um, you know, just e even though like the lyrics are very like specific, like she just kind of makes it very like relatable. It's just almost like you could, you could see yourself in this, just like in this song, just having this sort of like New York adventure or something. So, and it's just such a great groove. And those are the Hoping best kind of songs that bring you back to your twenties in the summer in New York. I yeah, and even if they're even if they're their references, even if the lyrics are something very like specifically like autobiographical to them or something, like you could still like I don't know, it just kind of takes you somewhere where you could like see yourself in the song. I don't know. It's just totally. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, Federica and Matt, great record picks. Sadly, we're coming to the end of today's episode. Before we do that, everyone, want to remind you again, you can get Phantom Handshake's new record, No More Summer Songs on Bandcamp, phantomhandshakes.bandcamp.com. There is a Super limited edition vinyl pressing edition of 200. So you're going to want to act fast and get that. They'll have cassettes at their show on September 3rd with Vern Matz at Mercury Lounge. So, Matt, Federica, what's next for this project now that you got your first full length out? You got a show on the horizon in September. What? is coming after that if if anything uh, right now we're just you know going to try to plan more shows we're working on you know doing doing some sh shows in the fall um a short little tour in november we're planning um and then hopefully um yeah just recording more music and maybe more hopefully more more shows in the in the in the next year just gonna keep going Super exciting. Well, Federica, Matt, thank you so, so much for chatting with me today. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, thanks. This was great. My pleasure. We're going to play one more song from the record to end the show. We're going to play the last track, Sweet Dry Rock. Sweet Dry Rock. 